0: Hello, and at long last, welcome back to Booze, Booms and Busts, the podcast where we quaff a few beers while discussing the latest market events. Uh, sadly, I am not drinking this week once again. Uh, however, we are now halfway through Lent, so I've only got three weeks more to, to go. A mere three weeks. mere three weeks. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, 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 we can talk about it later, later on, but yeah. How are you getting on, Sam? It's uh, a riotous week in the markets, uh, as ever. And uh, you've got a couple of fine fine beers to uh, to quaff.
1: Yes. Well, good evening to everybody. It has been a little while since our last episode. It's, uh, schedules are, 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 are manic and, and difficult, um, but we, we get there eventually. So you can always look forward to us coming back at some point uh, to bring you um, our weird views on the world. Um, right. So my beers tonight. I'm 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 a bit excited about these. So first off, the labels are really cool. Like the first, so the first beer is from the North Brewing Co. and Bundo Bust. It's one of those collabs, collab, collab, bro. Um, and it's got this cool green label with these yellow tigers on it. Um, like uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's just a really cool label. Inspired by oh, it says hang on here. It goes inspired by Nimbu Pani. I'm guessing I'm guessing some sort of artist. Um, But anyway, the beer itself is four point two percent ABV, vegan friendly, but it is a salted lime sour. Now. I have no fucking idea what salted lime is supposed to taste like, but I'm about to find out. So I'm a little bit excited about this first one.
0: Mm. I think earlier in our, much earlier in our episodes, uh, we did try a salted lime one at one point. I think we did, uh, but it's a very vague memory. Any Um, initial impressions?
1: It's sweeter than I expected. Weirdly. It almost, it almost tastes like a cider, but yeah, it's, but it's clearly not. (laughs)
0: What's the ABV on it again? 4.2%.
1: All right. right. So it's not, it's, it's, it's relatively light to be fair. My second one's a bit stronger. It's, it's, it's another sort of fruity based. I'll get to that later. I actually think the second one's labels even cooler. Um, but we'll, we'll get around to that. But so actually, you know, so this salted lime. So, you know, because so when I was getting these, it, it's been so warm. It's been warm. I, I, I love it when it gets warm in this country because so I think it was like three days ago. Uh, the the forecasting was like, it's going to get hot this week. It's going to be like 18, 19, 20 degrees. And I said to Haley, uh, my wife, I said, watch this. The headlines in the paper will read hotter than Madrid. UK heat wave, and I was wrong. It the, the headline was hotter than Barcelona. Um, really, you know, I was really disappointed with my forecasting skills, but it's been hot, so I thought a salted lime sour, a couple of fruity based uh beers would go down an absolute treat. And so far, they are well, at least the first one is.
0: Well, I must say, I'm very jealous. Uh... Yeah, I thought with not drinking beer, it would actually be the first couple of weeks that would be really hard, uh, and then <laughs> after that, it would be it would be plain selling and I'd get used to it. Turns out it's completely opposite. Yeah. Um, the first two weeks were incredibly boring, uh, and I thought there was like. I you said, yeah, it was no big deal. Uh, but boring. now I'm like, damn, I could really use a beer. Uh, I don't know how that works, uh, but. Oh, yeah, maybe uh, hopefully it doesn't keep getting worse and worse as we get I, I, I hate to say
1: it, I think it I think it is man. I think it's going to get worse. I'm sorry.
0: Well, you know something that that's kind of irritated me about this is like I'm not getting any health benefits at all from from not <laughs> drinking booze, right? I actually have less energy and I feel more tired <laughs> than I did when I was drinking. Uh my sleep's not great, but it wasn't great before. Uh like I'm not getting any of it. My focus isn't any better. I don't have more energy. You should have it's, set it... this up. so you know how like when people get Parkinson's
1: disease, they like sort of go through these tests about like their motor skills and you know, right. they like they rate them out of five and they can track sort of their progression and and sometimes then when they go into clinical trials, they they do these the these tests, the same sorts of tests to, you know, see what their motor skills are like and speech and all that sort of stuff, just to to see if the um, you know if the, the the trial drug is working against the control group and all that sort of stuff, you should have set this up as a as a, like a clinical trial of the effects of alcohol <laughs> from the outset. Like taking all these like um, baseline tests before you stopped, and then like take take them like every couple of days throughout the whole period, and to see if 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 stopping drinking alcohol. After a period of time, actually ends up in a some sort of degenerative disorder.
0: Yeah, it certainly feels like sobriety is a scam. Like I've seen <laughs> so many, so many people say like after doing like dry January that they're think thinking of giving up alcohol for good, or they're oh, thinking of reducing their intake uh, to only on weekends or something. And may you know maybe maybe after you hit a month that's when you're you're rocking and rolling and that's when suddenly you get some enormous cognitive benefits but right now i just feel bored it just feels very dull uh so yeah gotta gotta keep gotta keep cracking on with it and then uh, in three weeks time we'll finally be able to have a, a nice beer on booze booms and busting. What,
1: what do you think you, what do you think like if so i mean to come off of that kind of period and then to go back into drinking, it should be rewarded with some kind of celebratory beverage. Are you, are yes, you going to so. go all out and, and pick something quite fancy or are we just going to go go random, go random? Yeah.
0: I, it'll probably depend uh, on how I feel on the day. It was similar to when I gave up food and my for, for Lent and I mm. um, I waited until last day to decide what my first meal was going to be because it was it'd been so long you get these weird cravings, or whatever. So I think I'll get I'll there'll be some specific beer I'll be really wanting uh, in in yeah you know on uh, what March 14th, I think it is um and this is how this is how
1: bad your, your cognitive uh function is going yeah 25th of march right now
0: oh right yeah exactly so i mean there you go it's april 14th yeah no march tea, See, this is what happens this, this, this is what happens, happens. folks <laughs> i'm i've become a wreck like i can't do anything i don't know the date Ugh, it's like just, you've got uh, it's like you it's like you've got baby brain are you sure you are you have you checked have you taken a pregnancy test Hmm yeah maybe that's it maybe that's it have you
1: seen this (laughs) speaking of that i don't know if this is true because i don't have an i don't have apple i don't have apple phone i still i'm still rocking the samsung's um is there (laughs) is there an emoji that's that's like a it's like a pregnant dude on apple
0: phones Uh, is
1: that a real thing i saw it on Twitter. i was like is that real though
0: i don't have an apple phone either i made i i made the transition from uh, from Apple to Samsung oh. during the during the first lockdown, I've still got my Samsung Fold uh, that I I bought back back then. So I don't know, oh, yeah. but I would not be at all surprised if those pregnant dudes uh, in emojis anymore. Uh, there there are too many emojis no. I mean, they've got how many pages of of emojis do you really need? It's, I, it's becoming you know hard talking- to traverse which ones.
1: I reckon. I uh, I reckon eventually emojis will die out. I reckon. I think the GIF. Will be the superior form of fast response
0: nah man this is like mini discs versus dvd
1: but uh yeah okay maybe
0: <laughs> <laughs> i've still got but then
1: i'll be the guy that still uses more GIFs because i've still got my mini disc i look at it i look yeah, exactly. at it every day you're, you're the guy holding on to the old tech is. i love it i love it. oh in my in my little collection um cabinet i'll just have like gifts and, and emojis
0: yeah, it's good. When uh, when Sam's in a in a nursing home when he's older, he'll be talking about how mini discs and gifts are going to come back. They're going to come back. You mark my words. I
1: bring back, bring back my mini disc player. It's like how it's like how I um uh, modded my uh fourth original fourth gen iPod, the the one with the click wheel. I modded it up with a better battery and some flash flash memory, and um and then I I found out recently apparently that's like. That's become quite a thing. It's like these, like resto mods of um of these of, of old uh, iPods. I was like ahead of the curve. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'll do the same with Mini Disc. I'll just be there with a Mini Disc in one pocket in my rocking chair, with like a hundred years old, and one ear will be listening to my Mini Disc player, and the other will be listening to my iPod that I've that I restored for, and brought back from the dead.
0: What was that movie? Early 2010s. Oh yeah. Book of Eli, the book of Eli set in an Mm. apocalyptic future when Mm -hmm. he's, and he's got this really old iPod uh, that he's charging up and he's walking through the wastelands (laughs) with, I'll be you, Sam, with your mini disc player.
1: Denzel. I'll be like, Denzel. Yeah. That'd be cool. Now, uh, speaking of transitions. (laughs) So, uh, so, you know, like, you know, how there's all this fuel around uh, Leah Thomas, is it Leah Thomas? I think it's Leah Thomas, the the, the swimmer, the, the swimmer that was there was a guy, and then I, I think identified or transitioned to say to be a female. But then like is this a, as, and
0: who's now supposedly the the best swimmer in the yeah, US after yeah. being like the 400th best swimmer yeah, like in the US?
1: Smashed all the girls in the women's competitions. Um went from like 400 and something ranked male swimmer, and then a year later um, as a female was the number one, surprisingly um anyway that's not really that's not really the point i mean people can figure the fuck out whatever they want about that it's a bit bit messed up those poor girls but anyway um so did you see so the babylon b you know the babylon b has been had started posting some shit about it babylon b has basically been kicked off of twitter and not just the babylon b Babylon B, the the editor in chief of Babylon B, anyone that's posting Babylon B shit, Twitter has become, Twitter has become the censorship. It's like, it when Jack left, it like was the green light for them to go full China
0: on everyone. Yeah, it's astounding. Yeah. So, um, has uh, Jack not been posting that like? Uh- what was Jack posting on Twitter? Was he not saying that uh, users, uh, what, that, was it Elon Musk or Jack Dorsey who was saying that the uh, Twitter algorithm should be public source, open source, sorry? I wouldn't be
1: surprised if it was both of them, but it should be. It's a bespeak, yeah. bespeak. They all should be, really. good. Yeah,
0: users should be able to choose which algorithm they use, et cetera. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. It's not surprising for Twitter, though, is it? I mean, the CEO that's taken over has been pretty vocal in the past about about censorship and it being a good thing. Um, and it was already full of censorship when Jack was there, so uh, I guess yeah. It's I mean, a, I, I used to think Twitter actually
1: was a was a kind of undervalued company. I thought they I thought there was actually probably it was actually probably not a bad long long term investment. But
0: well, so did Donald Trump, right? I mean, the way how, how could different. it be? How could it be so? Uh, so cheap relative to its peers. When the president of America is using this for all of his press announcements, yeah, it well, did feel like there's got to be some value there, right?
1: Yeah, but now, no, nah, for me, it's a piece of shit. I'm, I don't know. I, I, I toss up whether I stick on it or whether I just fuck it off. It is. It's for. My, I, I find it to be a. I, I find it to actually be a relatively decent source of information from people if you know where to look. Um yeah. but if you're if you're kind of like just going off of what it suggests to you all the time it can I, it, it can be a bit fucking scary. Like oh okay so here's a good example too right of why I think it's a piece of shit and an absolute dog's breakfast. Albeit I'm always on it. Um I was so our colleague Nikolai Hubble was on GB News the other day. Um, talking about inflation with a bunch of other people on a panel thing, And so I went to, I took a snapshot of it, uh, took a little screenshot of it, posted little Nikolai's face all over Twitter. And I went to tag, so I tagged him in it. So I'd, you know, I follow him. So I searched for him, you know, when you, you know, when you like type the at symbol and then go on and type, you know, the name and it comes up with the suggestions and usually leads off with people that you follow and then, you know, makes the closest suggestion based on what you're typing in. That was all fine with Nick. And then I went to tag GB News. So I typed at
0: G B. And did it suggest an incorrect answer?
1: I was waiting for GB News to pop up. And I, I GB News, I follow GB News. I follow a bunch of news, news channels. I follow them. And so I would have thought it would have popped up. Nothing. Okay, so I you know kept kept going with with this because I know their Twitter handle is at GB News. That all in caps. That's like literally fucking as easy it gets. So GB no nothing there. Started you know it suggested a whole bunch of other shit that were GB related. Uh GBN no still nothing. GBNE no oh, okay still nothing. This is this is getting weird. GBNEW okay surely by now it I follow no. them it must appear not a lot of the shit just rando fucking people and then i typed in their entire twitter handle at gb news and it still did not show them on the suggested at names when i was typing it in so they're basically being soft censored by twitter
0: uh, you do wonder who it is at, how how senior a rank do you need at Twitter in order to make this kind of decisions to, yeah. uh, to make that happen? Is this a low ranking thing, which allows politically motivated young folks who want to make change in the world, et cetera, uh, to do this kind of thing? Or is this something that comes from the very top? <laughs> Given how long it's gone on for, I would say it comes from the top.
1: I, it must because I, for for a point of comparison, I then went to tag. I wasn't going to actually tag because it wasn't anything to do with, but I typed in at and I went to type out Telegraph. I typed in T E and it came up with Telegraph as the top suggested um, at for Telegraph. And I did the same with the Guardian. At G U A and bang, Guardian was right there at the top. So it's not like it's not like they're censoring all the fucking news channels. They're just yeah. they're just selective in how they go about it.
0: I remember during uh, 2016, they would try, there were, uh, well, it, w- it was very conspicuous the way the real, like you'd, t- you'd be looking for a trending hashtag uh, and they would, if you were writing one out, it would suggest one that was spelt incorrectly. So it was almost like somebody didn't have the power to stop something from trending, but they did have the power to change the suggestions tab so that you would... <laughs> You would sort of try to make the wrong thing trend and thus not make it work very um it's very weird it feels like a quite um, does twitter have an especially bad problem with the political bias stuff yeah or it like because silicon valley has that reputation as a whole is it just worse at twitter uh
1: it must it must be it must be i mean i i get confused because sometimes like there's right wing and left wing, but I can get confused between the righties and the lefties. But I think they tend to tilt towards the fucking woke, woke established view for for lack of for lack of a better left or right <laughs> phrasing.
0: Yeah, I mean that's certainly certainly been my impression. I think with the U like just well, the, the UK- Babylon B censorship stuff, right, sort of
1: reaffirms that too.
0: Yeah, my. I, I've I've said for you know a few years now. If you ever want to know what a Corbynista is thinking in the UK, just go onto the UK Twitter and just see whatever's trending, and you'll find that the things trend with uh, the, the do trend with very low numbers of actual tweets, but they've somehow appeared in the trending tab. Mm-hmm. And every you know every day that passes, you will find uh, the things that trend are always uh, the same issues that got the you know jeremy corbyn supporters really really riled up and i don't think that's a, a coincidence or i mean it could be that uh people who uh vote old labor as it were uh, mm. are just really way more use twitter way more than everyone else i'm not really sure that's so true but seeing in 2019 before the general election it was quite clear that some people had really got it into their heads that jeremy corbyn was about to win win in a landslide yeah and uh, you know, from being on Twitter and just seeing all of the stuff, all of the stuff that kept trending about how uh, you know Boris Johnson was going to get destroyed and um, hashtag Tories out or whatever, and uh, you know, stop Brexit, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Teflon Boris, eh?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, you know, the the day after the election, I mean, boy, a oh boy. If you've been on UK Twitter, uh, it was literally genuinely. like
1: it was literally like Twitter was crying.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it, no, but it was like this. It was more than that. It was like this is the end of the world. This is pain, <laughs> suffering, winter of sorrows. Mm. This is this is it, guys. We're all dead. Pretty ironic. Little did they and, know? Little did they yeah, know.
1: Yeah. A couple of years later, the end. Yeah, of the of Boris
0: the world. Johnson was going to do all the things Corbyn said he would.
1: <laughs> yeah. he's a, this guy. I like. I thought that when all that shit came out about the parties at Number Ten. Um, during lockdown i thought that was it i thought he was cooked i thought he was fucked and he like scrapped. he scrapped and scraped through that week somehow and now i he's like untouchable i don't i can't see the only way he gets out of fucking office is what he just like he like dies from a heart attack or something
0: Mm. what about long COVID, sam Is not gonna get him um I mean,
1: you couldn't you probably wouldn't be able to tell, right? Because he's just a fucking bumbling buffoon anyway. So it's like when you set the bar so low before you get it and then you get it, it's kind of easy to meet and mm. sustain. But I don't know. Um there was there, were, oh, there was something that I, you you reminded me of actually. Oh, so when you were talking about Trump with um Trump with, with social media, I just saw that he's is he, he's suing um because you know how America loves bit of litigation uh, is he is, I think he's now suing Clinton and uh, a bunch of others because now that it's all come out that all that stuff about uh, Hunter Biden and shit was obviously true oh, yeah, and stuff, yeah. stuff. And, and that, you know, there was, there were the because the, how they were linking like Russia to Trump's campaign and shit the whole time and how it's like been proven to be, you know, proven to be untrue he's like suing them all now
0: um yeah i mean good luck with it i don't it is it is extraordinary to see how how they got 50 intelligence senior intelligence officers to sign a document saying that it was russian disinformation uh just before the election i mean is there ever a greater example of the establishment wanting people out than than that it's quite extraordinary
1: it's unbelievable. I wonder how his social media things going. I haven't really been keeping tabs on it. I think it's it cuz it it it's it came to market or it's coming to market via a SPAC listing, but I haven't yeah. actually tracked it to see what it's actually done. I want to find out what it is. Where is it? What was it called again?
0: I can't remember. Uh, was it Well, they called it, what? It was Truth Media or something, but the SPAC was uh, SPAC had a different name.
1: I was trying to trying to remember what it was called. I think it, it's like initials with TMTG, like the, the Trump Media Group or something. Trump Media and Technology Group. Yeah, Trump Media and Technology Group. What's the bet is if I try and find it on fucking Yahoo Finance, like Twitter, it won't let me actually find the ticker for
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bloomberg starts doing this too. Traders oh just can't see the prices.
1: I bet, I bet you though. I bet you it fucking does. that. No, okay, so D D WAC Digital World Acquisition co Let me see if I can find D WAC. D WAC. Okay, D WAC's there. It must not have um listed as fucking hell. Are you shitting me? The fucking SPAC is trading at $70. So you what's the market cap? The fucking market cap of the SPAC. So this is the pro forma. like So for people that don't know how a SPAC fucking listing usually works is that there's usually the cash trust, which is the SPAC, doesn't have a deal, usually trades for the cash value of the money in the trust. They usually set the the stock price of the SPAC at about $10, right? Then they find a deal. Uh, They usually then arrange a deal, say they're going to do a bunch of shit. They usually put a pro forma uh, enterprise value on it. Usually a couple of billion or something like that. Um, and then the, the one or two things sort of happened. It, when SPACs first started becoming a thing, you know, on a good big deal, the stock price would pump um, and then probably stay there. More recently, the stock prices before the, the stock price of the SPAC before it Finishes the deal and relists as the target company usually trades at about ten bucks. Usually trades at par value, right? Because some of these deals don't conclude, and if they don't conclude, the cash of the trust gets paid out to the holders of the SPAC, and you pretty much kind of get your money back, right? So there's sort of limited downside capital risk when you're investing directly in the SPACs. Anyway, so the, the SPAC listing for DWAC, the, the 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 SPAC that is doing this with Trump's Trump Media and Technology Group. The par value of the SPAC is is of a of a single SPAC stock is ten bucks, right? Um, the deal hasn't gone through, so the, the Trump Media and Technology Group TMTG hasn't listed yet, so the deal hasn't been finalized. So th- it may it may uh, it probably will, but it, it may not. So there is still a risk it may not. In which case, anyone that's bought at seventy dollars and the deal doesn't go through and the SPAC winds up gets paid at ten. There's some relative downside there before the deal actually concludes. But this is trading at fucking seven times the SPAC value and it hasn't even completed the deal. That's mental, right? So this is, this is, I, I, this is like the, when the SPACs first started becoming a thing, this was kind of some of the shit we saw. Um, That's, that's crazy. That's fucking crazy town.
0: (laughs) So So what's the, what's the current market cap of the, of DWAC?
1: it's it, it's hard it's hard to say right because what happens is that when these deals complete, there's all, all, there's a period where you can um you can redeem your funds right so you can get you you don't have to actually agree to the deal you can you can just get your money back and so, it's hard to say because it's hard to say exactly how much stock is on issue because the deal hasn't completed. Right. Based on so that so this at the moment it literally if you're buying this back you are you are theoretically buying the target company that's that's the ultimate aim, but practically yes. all you have right now is is holding in a cash trust, which is its par value is ten dollars, but the market is valuing it at seven times that, at two point six billion. So. The the, the 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 whole trading in, in dwac right now is solely based on the the the, the fucking trump media group and i th- I don't know what i don't I haven't looked at the investor presentation but i would assume that the pro forma enterprise value was, would be fucking higher than 2.6 billion
0: that's pretty nice it's mean, it's mental you-
1: that's actually that's actually proper mental
0: do you feel there's a pairs trade coming on here, Sam? Where you short Twitter and you long Trump Media Group? Um, well, I I wouldn't go
1: near fucking Twitter with someone else's deck at the moment. Um, the Trump Media Group, I tell you what, that is looking crazy. <laughs> that is looking crazy. It's like one of I, I love looking at. So when you look at um, Virgin Galactic, right? Virgin Galactic is a really great example of um, mania of how, of how SPACs SPAC mania kind of came boomed fell away the the idea the concept of, of of SPAC investing is actually quite sound when you sort of approach it in the in the right way but like so Virgin Galactic if you look at the 5 year um, 5 year chart on Virgin Galactic there's a whole period where it just flatlines at 10 10 10 dollars right so that's that's when it was trading as the, at the SPAC I can't remember what the original SPAC name was, but that's the par value of the SPAC. And then what happened before sort of SPACs became a thing is they announced that they were doing a deal with Virgin Galactic. And actually instead of this doing like what Trump media does and fucking seven times higher, it actually bottomed out. So the value of the SPAC traded at a discount to the par value of the cash in the trust and went down to lows, like $6 or something like that. But, then when it actually ended up relisting as Virgin Galactic, it actually boomed. And it went It like, it was like four or five times higher when it relisted as Virgin Galactic. And then it sort of traded on and off and, you know, quite volatile. I think it went up to in, into the forties and then back to the thirties or twenties and then back to the forties and sixties again. So when the market sort of peaked in mid 2021, um, it traded up around $50 or $55 or something. And now it's trading at like nine bucks, so it's now trading below the original par value of the SPAC. Granted, it's it's its own company now, so it trades on its own. But you know, from sort of peak of 57 to a to a current value of about nine, which is kind of reflective of the wider tech market. But fuck, man, that's great, Trump Media. That's blown me away. I can't believe it's still trading at 70 bucks. That is mental.
0: <laughs> is there ever a a time limit on when the deal can go through? Yeah, 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 yeah. So when they
1: when the SPAC, so there's two sort of phrases phases of as when the SPAC is hasn't got a deal, they usually have 12 months or 18 months to, to find a deal. Or it will be they do find it within that time, they usually can extend for a couple of months. But then if they don't find it within that period, they wind it up, and that's when you get your cash back. Yeah. Um, and when they announce the deal, they still do put time framed like time limits on when the deals can conclude because they need to organise funding. They need to get a lot of capital in. Um, they need to, you know, affect the actual. It's a, it's effectively a merger. It's a reverse merger into the into the SPAC holding. So there's a, quite a lot of, and then there's a lot of regulatory issues. Like there was a company that that did a that did a SPAC listing that was a space company, um, but their origins were Russian, <clears throat> and so the founder there was a lot of national security issues that were flagged before it could re-list as the company on the American stock exchanges because the founder was Russian. He had to end up getting the boot. Um, and uh, divesting from a lot of his stock just because of national security issues. So there's a lot of like regulatory shit that comes down into them when these deals get announced. So it's certainly no done deal when a deal is announced that it will actually end up completing and the stock relisting as that, that target group. So like there's a lot of risk with, you know, we know how much the establishment hates Trump so with Digital World Acquisition Corp, I would I would suspect there's a lot of fucking risk there that, that the deal won't complete just because they all fucking hate Trump.
0: Uh, markets love Trump, though.
1: Markets love Trump, but they don't make the decisions.
0: <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But that didn't stop anybody, uh, you know, didn't stop anyone from buying stock during uh, during, during Trump's presidency, you know? Got no. them animal spirits going well and good.
1: Actually, speaking of stopping buying stock have you seen i think we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago have you seen what the russian stocks have been doing <laughs> this week
0: i have heard stories perhaps you could give some examples
1: so um so you can't trade russian stocks or russian related stocks on the london stock exchange they've been stopped they've been blocked um, yep. i think the last you could trade them was a week ago or something like that um, however, I noticed that some exchanges you can trade Russian stocks like Russia. And I don't, I, again I don't know if I, just, I, can't, I don't know if the, da, the data feed is, is 100% accurate here. I'm <laughs> looking at Yahoo Finance um, and they're pretty good with their data. But the so Spurbank for, for, is a great perfect example. Um, I, again it almost doesn't seem to be true. So when, when Spurbank on the London Stock Exchange closed uh, about a week ago, it closed at uh, effectively 5 US cents, right? Um, it looks like in the Russian markets, in the last day, it's up a 1,000% as trading at 50 cents.
0: That's pretty nuts. That's but when funny. you when you see valuations get so depressed, uh, it's not surprising when they when they bounce back like that again.
1: Yeah, like there's another fucking <clears throat> there's another there's like a nickel stock. Again, there's, there's a whole bunch of linked stocks It's like up 670 percent because obviously so uh, but I think I think the basic premise is I think Putin's come out and said he's going to fucking completely support the Russian stock market and everything's just gone bonkers. And we kind of said this, we kind of said, you know what? Russian stocks are being smashed to pieces because of, you know, war. But fuck, they're they're, they're actually a pretty good investment opportunity, depending on where your morality kind of lies with investing in certain kinds of companies and stocks. But I mean, if you're just a hard-ass fucking cold motherfucker that wants to invest, how can you not be looking at Russian stocks?
0: Very interesting to see what's the the, the russian phenomenon because it is a um what's the, the best example that we've got the most modern example we've got of what uh, 21st century economic warfare really looks like you could yeah. look to say the iranian stock market but it even then it wouldn't be quite as uh, sort of full-on as what's occurred with russia it is interesting to see how the ruble has rallied uh putin okay. uh demanding rubles in exchange for uh for, for gas in Europe, which I think was very, um, well, I mean, in a way it's sort of inevitable, but it was uh, still, uh, still a shrewd move. A lot of people seem to have been caught off guard with with this, uh, but it is, it is interesting to see what's going on with with ADRs, with Russian ADRs, you know, the American depositary yeah. receipts. Are they banned everywhere in like the states and and over here and in Europe as well, Sam? Or
1: I I don't know. I I I would assume so. I think the only place you can actually trade Russian stocks now is is in the Russian market. But I don't think so. Again, again, this is all sort of theoretical. Is that I'm pretty sure that any major broker or any fucking broker based out of the UK or or the US is just you just can't trade that market because they've all just said no. Like the fucking so they can't, London Metals they can't. Exchange blocking nickel trading.
0: Yeah. Though I understand you, the brokers can't sell them for you um, I, in, in a lot of places. I don't think they're, uh, they're forcing you to sell if you've got, it's just like you've frozen, you can't actually. Yeah, I think, I think
1: you're right. I think if, if you actually had them before all this kicked off, I just think you're just, you just stuck with them. But at least you've got them. Yeah. But then you would have had them at a higher price anyway.
0: It is interesting, very interesting indeed. To see, see this take place with the likes of Spurbank. So you're saying where it was at, at five cents? Um, you know, Spurbank's enormous. It's a huge, huge yeah. Industry. I mean, it 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 could fail if 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 Russia it continues
1: to be completely cut. Well, yes, but no, I suppose because it that it might be cut off by fucking the Western world, but it's not going to be cut off from China and India and you know, Pakistan, you know,
0: Pakistan yeah, yeah,
1: Pakistan, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, the, uh, you know, people were really celebrating Russia's economic demise, uh, you know, for uh, and they have for the last, uh, you know, ever since the invasion, really. And I think they're in for a, for a bad surprise because Russia does have a lot of things that the rest of the world wants and is willing to pay for. Um, and uh, and you know.
1: not everyone that operates out of Russia is a fucking criminal either.
0: Of course not. Of course not. It's a, uh, you know, right... <laughs> You know, Russia has been through so much. It's it's such a it's such a tragic story uh, from the Russian Revolution all the way through uh, to the to the nineties with the collapse of uh, Soviet Union and then uh, the manner in which uh, everything was privatized. And, uh, it's a, you know so it's very very sad. And then to see uh, you know you, you get the rise of the oligarchs and yeah. Uh, just, the just the Russian sovereign default in the late 90s and the number of suicides uh, that took place during that economic malaise in the 90s. It's just horrifying. There's no the, the, there's no place that has a comparison. We, there's nothing we can think of that is comparable to what was going on there, where so many folks were uh, either drinking themselves to death or drugging themselves to death or simply killing themselves. But it was actually making an impact on the average life expectancy in in russia you know, really just horrific economic malaise uh and then you know the you know putin uh who comes to power in in the middle of this and obviously has an enormous chip on his shoulder <laughs> as a result of it uh you know makes this invasion the world puts these sanctions down and everyone thinks ah oh, that'll do it <laughs> that'll, that'll sort the russians out you know they're done now they're not going to be able to do it and it's like this country has been through absolute hell on earth do you really think that you know stopping you know stop, <laughs> stopping their stocks trading on the London Stock Exchange is really <laughs> going to do it? Like no, uh, you know Russia's the it's a you know it's a bear. You can't. It's not a it's not a cat.
1: Have you um have you seen those? Have you seen all the pictures of like of um, Putin's like super yacht that's like currently uh, under lock and key in Italy at the moment?
0: No, I've not.
1: <laughs> it's like it's like, it's like- fucking this 10 story mega super giga yacht um, with like gold toilet seats and and shit like that. And like fucking four gyms, swimming pool, jacuzzis, um, you name it. This thing is mental. And they're like saying, Oh, they should sell. They should sell it. They should just, they should appropriate it, sell it, and then give the proceeds to the Ukraine. So, alright. Anyway, what so, complete side story. But I'm thinking, right? If you had the cash to buy a yacht like that, would you buy Putin's old yacht, or would you just be like, actually, you know, what? I don't have, I don't really want to be the guy that owns the yacht that Putin kind of had.
0: That's a good question. Uh, like, could uh, you I, sell I just... a yacht
1: like that? Like, there are people in the world that can afford to buy a yacht like that. Not many, but enough. Would you? Would you? Even if you were fucking Saudi, or or you know, would you would you be the one that says you know this is the yacht that Putin used to have?
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, big time, man. Like Putin, outside of the West, outside of, outside of the West, like Putin is really revered all over the place. Like um, you're like some sort of
1: Indian steel magnate or something. It's just like yeah, Putin's yacht. Or right
0: Brazil, now. you know, you go to Latin America. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, obviously. You know, really, bees Bezos should buy it. I mean, they've got—they're now knocking down bridges in Amsterdam that have been around for hundreds of years, so that his yacht, that is currently under construction, can actually make it out of the shipyard. It's so big, <laughs> right? Really, Bezos should be like, reduce, reuse, recycle, guys. I'll buy Putin's yacht. Yeah, that's what he should do.
1: Yeah, do you um, know what? That's a good we point. Were. Is like people talk about like you know we should buy less fast clothing and like buy better and, and wear it longer. They yeah, yeah. really shouldn't make any more mega super yachts. They should really just like cycle them amongst each other. No, we the always thing come is, back like, to mega yachts, don't we? On this this show,
0: it's a good. Well, it's a fascinating topic, mega yachts. The uh, thing is, with the billionaires and whatever, they just make sure that they are made out of you know ethical materials, so bio ceramic or. Uh, recycled plastic, plastic composites the, or uh, the dead you know.
1: sea turtles that were killed by like plastic waste or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'd find some way of just spending a little bit more money and then being able to make a, a nice super yacht. On the topic of uh, Russian super yachts, uh, are you familiar with the very interesting story of what's been what was taking place in Svalbard with the uh, the big internet cable that went missing? went missing four kilometers of it i believe what no
1: okay you're gonna have to tell me about this one i do not know this
0: right right so uh, svalbard this this island uh up and up way up north i think it's uh, it's owned by norway uh and it's part of their part of their domain the very few people live there it was originally part of the it was part of the soviet union you can still you can still visit it uh there's a um it's one of those places i think where people carry guns just Around just in case bears break in, you know, like just when you're walking around, like they've got everyone's got a hunting rifle, Please, very, very, very yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, uh, you, you're not afraid of crime, you're afraid of bears, and uh, <laughs> yeah, for, you know, funnily enough, complete coincidence. A friend of mine, his brother's a mountaineer, and he has the naming rights to, uh, I believe, a couple of mountains in Svalbard because it's still so big. But there are plenty of places, wow. plenty of places where humans haven't been and claimed them yet. And oh, he wow. went up and, and did one of these. Anyway, there's this big uh, cable, internet cable out there, which is relied upon for a lot of the West's uh, internet uh, with satellite stuff and whatnot. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a while back, I don't know how long ago it was, but I think it was this year. Uh, suddenly it stops working. <laughs> it turns out a very long length of it has just gone missing. And it's it's not a mistake. It's been snipped. And, uh, yeah, it, it, anyway, I believe that the length of cable start, shows up in an oligarch's yacht, which looks much less like a yacht and much more like a military vessel. But he's got so much money that he wants a military vessel for a yacht. And it ends up showing up in there. And this is, uh, you know, uh, uh, one of you know, Putin's, Putin's plots to wage asymmetric warfare on the rest of the world. Uh, it's quite it's a crazy story.
1: Can you imagine, actually, having said that, can you imagine the military capabilities of Putin's super yacht? Like, yachts in general, a lot of, like, those big yachts, because they'd sail around the world, do carry munitions on them. A lot of guns, some have missiles. We know this because they don't want to get fucking pirated. But Putin's yacht, oh, that's probably got a nuke in it.
0: Exactly. I mean, that's why you'd want to buy it Sam. I mean, that's... I, I, want, yeah, it. I want it whatever. for the
1: fucking, yeah, enriched uranium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck the, fuck the value of the, the yacht. The, the uranium's probably worth more.
0: <laughs> it's uranium reserves. Maybe it's nuclear. Maybe it's got a nuclear reactor. Maybe it's actually a nuclear yacht. You know, he's managed to, managed to get around all those pesky regulations that prevent private citizens from having nuclear-powered yachts, and he's got one in there.
1: So I was thinking about this as well right because if you if you are a sort of you know dictator of sorts that likes to kind of swing your big dick around and you got in a little bit of trouble and you thought okay I need to escape and go somewhere where perhaps I cannot be extradited or something like that the perfect place would be on a super yacht in international waters but at some point you have to refuel unless you had perpetual power and perhaps if you had enough nucleus you know bit of bit of yellow cake on the in the in the hot tub out the back maybe you could maybe you could just run a nuclear powered um super yacht and just sort of live your days out on the on the wide ocean you know sailing the seas
0: yeah just uh, looking up at the story it was in january this year that Svalbard. so this uh it's Four what are...
1: fucking cable went missing
0: yeah i believe so that's insane. Um, yeah, it's, it's 61 kilometers long. So there's two of these cables that run from Norway to Svalbard, and uh, one of them just got snipped. And how could you uh, imagine? Imagine the, like so. Imagine like the practicalities of, of snipping the, one. Yeah,
1: the day that it got snipped, collecting it or rolling it up, or whatever they did yeah. to, to get it, and then hauling it out of there, getting it to where like just the logistics of that is actually really impressive.
0: Yeah, certainly. There's lots of stories with uh, how the, Russia had secret submarines with with clippers on the front yeah. for yeah. if for exactly this purpose. I don't know if that was that was true or not, but they sounds um, like an episode you know, of the,
1: Wacky Races.
0: Yeah, no, it's like hobos, funnies from uh, World War Two or something. Really weird, <laughs> you know, really weird military contraptions. Um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, Yeah, it's a it's a wild it's a wild story, but I mean, I think I think be a lot of bidders for Putin's yacht, you know, Sam.
1: I mean, I I I put in my bid.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what's the floor price? Floor price, sorry, on on Putin's yacht.
1: So they're trying to sell it physically, but they're not not getting many buyers. But they fucking minted an NFT, and my God, the floor is like a million eighth already. Basically, all of, of all of Lido Finance is ETH staking is now being bid. There's a DAO being created, Putin's yacht DAO, and they're Putin, going to. Try, actually, DAO, you know what? We should fucking create Putin's yacht DAO.
0: Vladimir DAO. Vlad. DAO. Kremlin DAO. Kremlin. Someone's all must already Someone done must Kremlin have DAO. DAO.
1: But we could, we could do, we could do it. Let's let's do it. In a, let's we'll go anon. So we'll go. We'll go full anon. So anyone listening to this podcast, we are not doing this. We, this is not happening. We are not doing it. If you see anything that's Putin yacht Dow, it's not us, it's someone else, some other anons. but let's say we did do it. <laughs> I bet you people would actually put a towards trying to buy Putin's yacht. <laughs>
0: no, nah, Sol, they'd, they'd put Sol, man. The, the much, uh, you know, far, far fewer friction costs. They'll, uh, They'll, they'll go through the, the Solana ecosystem in order to get access to the uh, to the Kremlin There, You know what? Uh, I, ju- I, I Sorry, just looked guys. it up. Oh, no. Uh, I, I was just going to say, I've just looked up kremlin.sol as a, a Solana <laughs> domain, and it has already been taken. <laughs> it has been taken. Yeah. Kremlin.eighth
1: I imagine Kremlin.8 is is probably gone on the a- Ethereum name server as well.
0: Someone bought putin.sol on auction. Uh, but it's not saying how much it went for. <laughs> That's that pretty way.
1: funny, actually. So speaking of buying things with DAOs, somebody asked me the other day, um, "Why hasn't? Well, how come we haven't seen a DAO put together to buy Chelsea, Chelsea Football Club?" And I was like, "Well, I think it's pretty simple, right? So we've seen because you know with the Constitution Dow, how they tried to buy the U.S. Constitution, it ended up getting outbid. But I think what was that? Is about forty million dollars or something." That I think it ended up pulling together.
0: The way I tried to
1: explain it was, was pretty simple. It was like DAOs are kind of a thing. It, I think you know there's a there's a lot of opportunity potential for for you know these sorts of structures in a decentralized world. Kind of another topic for another day. But the big ones have, have raised kind of like 40 million, 50 million or whatever to, to to bid on something. To buy Chelsea, they'd need about three billion dollars which is pretty much the entire circulating market cap of most crypto fucking out there. Um, Not many are more than that. Or if they are, it's like kind of a tenth of the entire value of of some of the biggest crypto projects out there. So it's one thing to raise a million or five or ten in a DAO and, you know, buy some fucking crypto assets or turn yourself into a hedge fund of the decentralized world. It's another to raise $3 billion fucking dollars to buy one football club. And do you know what it does? Is it puts the world of crypto into perspective very quickly when you realize that some of these consortiums that are coming together to buy Chelsea for like three or four fucking billion quid, uh, that crypto is is... Barely scratching the surface, realistically, mm. compared to some of the the real world trad fire money that is actually circulating out there.
0: I just want the Tether Foundation to just straight up just print four billion USDT <laughs> uh, and then sponsor Chelsea and just have the big green tea on all of their jerseys. And mate, stable quans just going to buy it with UST. Yeah, this. Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? I. You, you did. There are. There are crypto sponsorships that we do see in sport a lot more and more now yeah so it's only a matter of time before a major i you know yeah i mean what what do you think sam i wouldn't be at all surprised if a DAO ended up finding it and maybe they've compromised a bit on legal governance stuff in order to make sure it happened but i wouldn't be at all surprised if some kind of dow got together as a set like as a syndicate of of sorts to then buy some kind of uh, a major league football club
1: i don't think they got enough money man Honestly, don't really? think I don't I don't think a DAO could raise enough money. Hmm. So if you want if you wanted to buy an NBA basketball team, at minimum yep. you're looking at like $1.5 to $2 billion. Yep. If you wanted to buy an NFL team, you're looking at the same kind of money. If you want to buy a major sporting organization, some of the league, biggest leagues in the world, Premier League, NBA, a lot of American leagues, you you're gonna have to front fucking multiple billions. And I don't think I just don't think they'd be able to do it.
0: I think there's enough. There's not, especially if it was spearheaded by somebody who is like obviously Vitalik Buterin's probably not the candidate for for doing something like that. But if you had some of the big early adopters of Solana, for example, uh, or even you know, you know, you could go, you look all through the crypto ecosystem, you found one person who, as a side thing, was going to start a DAO and injected a lot of money into it. I wouldn't be surprised if we if somebody did raise the billions required there via was, that. There was rumour that CZ
1: had been approached to buy yeah. Chelsea, but he was like, That'd "I'm not his also so <laughs> no."
0: <laughs> See, I would love to have seen how CZ responded. Like, what is what he said on the phone or something?
1: <laughs> Imagine someone just be like, "Hey, you want to buy Chelsea for a couple of bill?" Uh,
0: uh no,
1: good. It is a Wednesday after all, but nah, not really into football.
0: <laughs> yeah, man CZ's got the money. He could he could buy some some Premier League team if he wanted.
1: Do you know what they should do? Jeff should buy it. Because Jeff, you know, if you're gonna you talk about reusing recycling, which effectively you are with Chelsea, um, Jeff, Jeff should buy it. It's just plain and simple.
0: Dude, you're tempting fate. I wouldn't be at all surprised if that did happen. Why you know what? It
1: probably it? would, actually you you probably find that the consortium that ends up with it has probably got Jeff in there somewhere.
0: It's yeah. Jeff and uh, maybe yeah maybe maybe I'll just be Mackenzie Bezos to buys it. She's got the money too.
1: I, I want I, just, I want Nick Candy to buy it because then kind of by association, um, Holly Valance um, owns it, and she was she was on um, Neighbours. And she's, she's, she's like a former Australian soap and pop star that married Nick Candy. And it's like, that would actually be pretty fucking cool. This, this, this girl that was on Neighbours who's married to like one of the richest dudes in the country and is now kind of like by association and owner of Chelsea Football Club. It's a little Aussie chick. She's really hot, but <laughs> it, that'd be fucking funny.
0: It, it is. Um, I wonder what the fans feel like. You know, uh, you know uh, any diehard Chelsea guys? Nah, man. <laughs> I'm Australian. <There's laughs> fucking no way. I don't, I barely know anybody that from, and I mean,
1: like back home, people like football and they follow football, but it's kind of like Manchester United and Liverpool. There aren't loads of Chelseaites, uh,
0: <laughs> back in Oz. Speaking of crypto involvement in football, you see the Liverpool NFTs? I haven't, no,
1: but I do know Probably. a lot of footy clubs are, um, uh, are really getting into this space and, and looking to do their own NFTs and, you know, memorabilia and a lot of a lot of the the assets that they own, a lot of the IP that they own. They really want to sort of push that out into NFT world, which is quite cool, actually. Really.
0: I yeah, think. I I can imagine. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's some wealthy Australians who maybe follow it a bit. Maybe some some Australian Anglophile billionaires. You know, the, you guys have plenty of resource billionaires. Maybe it's... Um, uh,
1: yeah, we do have long- some mining billionaires. Yeah.
0: And they'd go to London all the time because yeah. that's probably where the headquarters are for a lot of the listed companies. Uh, yeah, it's
1: funny, you know, so out of all my mates from back home, the guy I see the most, who's, who is who is is one of my closest mates, he, he's in mining, uh, the mining sector. And it's just because he's always either like... Well, sort of, this was certainly before the pandemic and shit hit, but he was always over for some sort of medals and mining conference or something like that. And we just literally, be, I'd see him more than I'd see um, any of my family, which was funny. But for that reason, just they, there's this weird kind of parallel existence between uh, Australia and, and basically the London Metals Exchange.
0: Hmm. Yeah, there's a, a lot of synergy there. What do you make of what's going?
1: What,
0: <laughs> what do you make of what's going on with London metals exchanges, where they're just like, by the way, anyone who traded nickel, yeah, sorry, trade didn't go through. I know you could have retired off the back of that, but yeah, sorry. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's, uh, we we expect that we they do what we expect. Everyone, we know how we know how it works. This probably surprises the average person that's like, how can they just stop trade? How can they reverse trades? People made all this money. It's like, well, they fucking con- they control it. So. <laughs> it's just how it works.
0: Do wonder what's uh, what's been going on behind closed doors with that because that is an awful, an awful amount of money that's been uh, that was lost.
1: Yeah, as was all fucked up. And that Chinese dude that's got like that massive fucking position in nickel or something. I don't know. It's, yeah. It sounds all crazy complex. The the price is massively distorted from the from the market though. So there's if if they ever actually open up trading again and let people try and make some money out of it, it'll be interesting to see what happens.
0: We're getting on for time a little bit, Sam. Do you want to rate, rate the beers that you've been having?
1: Yeah, so I've moved on to the second beer. So the second beer is from Mad Squirrel. It's called the Alfonso, a mango nipa at five point eight percent. A Cool little kind of golden label with a um, like a weird kind of rabbit. Squirrel, no squirrel, Pff, uh, Mad squirrel <laughs> with a squirrel mask on the front of it. Um, it's five, yeah, five point eight percent ABV, vegan friendly
0: oh yeah yeah
1: suitable for vegans unfiltered for maximum flavor maybe naturally hazy um mango i'm not i like it's weird right so i came off that um salted lime what was it salted lime sour and into this and it was pretty tough to start with to be honest it tasted really metallic and i don't know if that's because i'm just drinking it directly from the can or if it was like a like some sort of just don't mix these two together it got better um, it's not hugely flavored with the mango side of things. It's actually weirdly a little bit smoky as well. I found um, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of it, but it is getting better the more I drink it. So I think it's one of those ones that you'd probably want to drink clean without having had other beers to start with and probably straight out of a glass, I think would be the better way to have it. But anyway, the salted lime sour, I actually ended up really liking that. That's actually pretty good, man. I, um, I would buy that again, quite, comfortably and drink a couple of those and i think i will actually over the summer because i think it probably works better in warmer weather on the chill uh i'm giving that a b plus and the mango nipa alfonso from mad squirrel um not not as good not as good uh yeah it's 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 got some taste issues i think but it wasn't horrible but i think i'd just give this one um I think I'd give this one an A plus.
0: Well, there we have it, folks. A, uh, a couple more beer ratings. Though only, of course, two this week. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to produce an episode next week. Our schedules are a bit crazy at the minute, uh, so we've been we've kind of gone off course from our regular uh, our regular scheduling. Though, of course, as we're only 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 half of us is <laughs> is rating beer. Uh, it's, it's probably not too much uh, too much of an issue. But thanks to all who are tuning in, who are, uh, keep tuning in. Uh, it is great to do these uh, whenever we can. We'll be back next week with episode, I believe, seventy seven, uh, which uh, should be a lucky one. And um, yeah, I hope you'll tune in then. Bye bye.